there's people out there that are interested to hear what you have to say. And if you are too scared to put it out there, you know, you're really not helping them at all. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. One of the ways the pandemic has reshaped things is by seeing how many more people are working from home. I've seen different reports with various estimates given, ranging from 25 to 32% of American workers. Working from home offers many benefits, but it has its challenges. I've been working from home for years and had a flow with the schedule. When my husband went full-time remote and the kids did the virtual academy with school, we knew we had to reconfigure a few things to make it work smoothly. We created spaces for all of us and had to adjust our schedules and routines. As working parents, we have to be extra careful to make sure that work time doesn't spill over to family time. It's especially hard as an entrepreneur where you have a huge impact on your business bottom line. There's that temptation to work those extra hours to get it done. So while this month we're talking about earning more, it's just as important to talk about finding a sustainable balance with your schedule. That's why I'm pulling from the archives an interview with Letitia Stiles. She's the founder and CEO of You Got Clients, a marketing consultancy. When I first met her, she created Young Finances to help millennials build better habits with their money. During our chat, Letitia shared her thoughts, experiences, and tips on being an entrepreneur and being fully engaged with her family. In this episode, we get into what made Letitia start her own business, creating boundaries for her family and business, and how she and her husband work as a team and support one another. I hope you enjoy it. I started Young Finances after I graduated college. Basically, I was having a hard time finding a job, and so I just decided to create my own job. Started the blog, most primarily because I was... I was living at home with my parents. I was walking in the hallway on my way to the kitchen and I overheard my mom on the phone with the relative. And, you know, she said, yeah, you know, I don't know what Tisha's doing. She's got two degrees, but she's not using either one of them. And it just sort of kind of shocked me to the core. And I said, well, yes, I have a Spanish degree. I have a finance degree. Like I know something about finance. And so I need to prove to her and to everyone else and to myself that I have something to share with the world. I started the blog. I started writing it. I, I geared it towards um, young people. And I really focused on investing and, you know, figuring out ways to sort of grow your income um, among other personal finance topics. But that really was the reason that I started the blog is because I couldn't find a job after graduating because I graduated into the Great Recession. And I was determined to show the world that I had something to offer. Letitia focused on building her business, and she saw an opportunity to get into video. The challenge was she had no professional experience, so she had to bootstrap and learn as she went. Yeah, I was not, I was not a video person at all. What I noticed was that 
there weren't a lot of people doing video. And I had read something that Pat Flynn had written from Smart Passive Income about being everywhere and providing that content that your that your audience wants to see. So I thought, well, maybe I'll start doing some video. I went to the financial blogger conference the the first time I went and I sat in on a session that Jeff Rose hosted and he talked about doing video. So I said, okay, this is the second you know, person that's saying I need to do video. So that's when I started doing video and, and creating content on my YouTube channel. And it didn't come easy to me at the beginning. It was a process of me learning exactly what my audience was interested in and being much more comfortable in front of the camera just by practicing and, and continuing to just do it. That's what honestly got me uh, much more comfortable after a while. During a business trip to FinCon, conference focused on independent personal finance publications and writers, Letitia made a connection with a fellow attendee. You know, I went to the conference not expecting to really, I mean, obviously I wasn't going there looking for love. I was going there to learn more about how to grow my blog. And I happened to meet a very nice man and we became friends, spending time together. And we were on the phone a lot. We realized that we just had a lot in common, including the fact that we liked to write and we both had a blog and it turned into a friendship, mutual, mutual respect turned into continued to date. And then eventually we got married. If you've been married for a while, the first year is all about adjustment. And having that added layer of running a business can make things more complicated. Even if you outsource some of the admin work, you're still in charge. You have to make decisions, which clients and projects to take on or new directions to focus with. And that can sometimes spill over into personal and family time. Love is the foundation, but you two also need a way to communicate that reflects your personalities and shows respect for one another. And it takes time to see what works for both of you. Yeah, it's really about just coming together on decisions. And, you know, in marriage, you're you're constantly growing as a person as you grow together and you're getting to know the other person, you're getting to know um, their personality and how they approach situations. A lot of times you're not approaching the situation in the same way or with the same mindset. But when you do have that mutual respect and you're committed to coming together on a decision, you can overcome anything. And I hate to say it sort of as a platitude, but it's something that you do have to sort of come together. As a business owner, sometimes it can be difficult because you are the CEO of your business and the decisions that you make, they should be your own. But if there's any sort of decision that needs to have a buy-in or that should have buy-in from your spouse, then that's something that you that you need to talk about. Situations that I learned through and we've come out on the other side where we know that we're in this together, whether it's my business, whether it's decisions that he wants to make. Ultimately, we have to come together on those to maintain a strong marriage. Schedules are important whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur. With two kids, the bulk of my work is done very early in the day with a goal of getting the must-do task finished by 11 in the morning. That gives me time to spend with the kids and take care of other stuff. If I have a big project or deadline coming up, I'll get a sitter or I'll do a split shift and finish in the evening once my husband is in. That's how I can respect my family's time and give my all with work. But every couple is different. So I was curious to see how Letitia's day-to-day flowed. Yeah, I work for myself full time and 
the way that I schedule my time previously, I was just working all the time and I would work during the day, in the evening, whatever I could squeeze work in because there was so much that I wanted to get done and it was just me. And I knew that, you know, there was no one else responsible. I had to get it done. But when you are in a relationship and you have to think about not just yourself, and your business, but you also have to think about the other person, what sort of time and attention you're taking away from them by just putting it on your business. Now I structure my days where I get up early, I work out early. I essentially have kind of a traditional schedule when it comes to working. I work from about um, 9 a.m. until about three or four. At that time, I go and I, I usually make dinner And then I I spend the rest of the evening hanging out with my family and they know that it's very important to me. And so I've made that time and scheduled that time in so that I don't neglect what's really the most important thing to me in my life, which is my family. I think Letitia would agree with me that the effort made is well worth it. Being there for your family and running a business doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. If you're thinking about making the leap into entrepreneurship, Letitia has some things to keep in mind. First steps I would recommend if you're looking to make the leap into entrepreneurship is to make sure that your finances are on point. Make sure that you have a cushion. I call it a a runway. And it's basically the income that you need or the, the cash that you need to cushion you as your business takes off before it gets to the point where it's it's flying on its own. Then beyond that, I would recommend eliminating any consumer debt, credit card, a car loan, anything that is that sort of short-term debt that you could just eliminate so you don't have those monthly payments. As an entrepreneur, you have to be flexible. You have to be able to make certain decisions and you don't want to have to decide between do I pay my car payment or do I, you know, invest in this thing that's going to help my business grow. I think that that's one of the most important things when you're thinking of getting started and you want to take the leap. And just beyond that, make sure that you are aligning yourself with the proper mentors, with an accountability group, with people who are on that same journey as you are so that you can continue to have that support as you make the decision because you can't do it alone. It's a really tough struggle if you try to do it by yourself. So it's important to have the support of an accountability group or a mentor that can help you along the way. If you're like us, you probably have quite a number of accounts between the two of you, including your old 401ks. It can be difficult to stay on top of everything, especially when your old employer switches providers, which is what happened with my husband. Here's where our sponsor Capitalize can help. Capitalize helps you find and roll over an old 401k into an IRA of your choice for free. They handle the entire process. And yes, that includes calling your old employer or the 401k provider on your behalf. If you're ready to make managing your old 401ks much easier, find out more at simplifyandenjoy.com slash capitalize. Before we wrap up, I want to share some key takeaways I picked up from my chat with Letitia. The first is to focus on building up your talents. Letitia had the expertise and knowledge through academic study with finances, and she transferred that into building a business helping millennials. 
as she was improving and getting better with video, she now had a new skill that she could add to the mix, and she used that to launch her current business. So if you haven't already, go ahead and look at what skills and talents you already have and see how they line up with a need or problem that potential customers want to have solved and are willing to pay for. That can give you a basic blueprint so that you can launch your business. The second takeaway is create a sustainable schedule around your priorities. Everyone's situation is different. So comparing your schedule with someone that you see online that's successful isn't really productive because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. This would be a great discussion to have together so that you can figure out what is sustainable for your relationship and marriage and making sure you have that time needed to build and create this business or side hustle. And then finally, have a financial runway. Launching a business often means that you have to invest not just your time, but some capital into it, whether that's getting licenses for the software programs you're using or if you have to get equipment. You don't have to go overboard, but you need to have that baked into your budget. One of the best ways you can help yourself is have that financial roadway, that financial cushion that can help you during this time of transition. So if you are looking for ways to build up that financial runway, don't forget we have a free course. It's called Five Days to 5K. It walks you through step-by-step on how to find, save, and earn some extra money. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash 5K. I really enjoyed listening to that interview with Letitia Stiles. She had a lot of great tips. If you want to see what projects she's up to now, just visit LetitiaStyles.com. As always, I'll have all the details and resources mentioned in the show notes over at Couple Money. For listeners in the Raleigh-Durham area of North Carolina, I want to let you know that next week, March 22nd, that's a Tuesday, Joe from Stacking Benjamin's podcast is coming to town. It's a part of his stacked book tour, and he's going to be at Lone Rider Brewery at Five Points in Raleigh. I hope you can join us. It'll be a lot of fun. He's going to be sharing some stories and signing books. Tickets are free, and I'll have all that info in the show notes. Again, that's going to be next Tuesday, March 22nd. I hope you can make it. Our theme song and music today was from various artists over at Audio. Finally, I want to say thank you. Money Podcast is possible because of incredible listeners like you. Your tweets, reviews, and more are so encouraging. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.